A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew and I'm a writer working in TV development and I am a handy faithful. I've started using that phrase at the beginning of every episode and I feel compelled to continue. Let me know how horrible it is. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award-winning hit TV competition series The Traitors, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows. And this is season three of the podcast dedicated to The Traitors Australia. If you've just listened to the episode nine rundown, then you'll know that Marielle, traitor extraordinaire, was beaten at her own game and became the third traitor to be banished. And super excitingly, I interviewed Marielle for the podcast, which is exactly what you can hear right now. My extra special guest for this episode of The Trader is not only a traitor's contestant, but an actual traitor. It's Marielle Entvelt. Marielle made it all the way to episode nine of the show before being ambushed by four other players and voted out in an incredibly dramatic banish room. Marielle, how are you today? Hi, good. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to talk to you. Have you recovered from, I mean, I'm going to say, have you recovered from your banishment? It was probably like a year ago that that happened. <laughs> no, no, I have not. I am still <laughs> traumatised at the thought. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry to sort of bring that up again. Um, I haven't really told you anything in advance about what questions I'm going to ask, which makes me think you're either prepared to spill some tea or that you'll just be really good at responding in a very diplomatic <laughs> way, which would make sense considering how well you played the traitors. So so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we go any further, I'm going to introduce you to our game, which we play on the podcast, which is the Trader Traitor. So our secret mission for the rest of the episode is to try to betray one another by telling an undetected lie. You can tell me something about the show, about yourself, or anything else that is a complete fabrication. For example, you could tell me that 
Teresa got drunk one night and smashed the camera. However, <laughs> your lie can't be a fake opinion, it has to be a fake fact. So you can't give me an opinion like saying that you found Jack's death stare alluring and romantic <laughs> when actually you were terrified of it. So we're looking for facts, fabrications. Uh, does, does this make sense? Got it, yeah. Awesome. So uh, our game begins now. Uh, okay. Firstly, maybe you could just tell us, Marielle, how did you find out about the traitors? How did you come across this opportunity? Yeah, sure. So I actually just saw the traitors on Facebook. I saw an ad that they were casting for it. Um, and I think a lot of people thought, because I've done acting and I, I have an acting agent, I think people thought it came through that, but it didn't. I just saw it on Facebook and put in an application, honestly, really quickly. Like it was quite... I didn't spend very long doing it and it was kind of quite slapped together and I just kind of thought if it's meant to be, it'll be. Um, but yeah, yeah, just Facebook. And uh, now I've I've already asked Dirk about this, but I feel I have to ask everybody that I speak to from the Traitors Australia. Um, quite early on in the series, a big character who didn't last long was MK. How... <laughs> uncomfortable were MK's breakfast speeches and as a, as a traitor were they actually like a gift for you yeah yeah you're actually bang on so it was it was like a topic of laughter in Traders Tower because it was such a great diversion for us like MK just just rambling on people were so distracted by it and so consumed by is he or isn't he and I think I think people knew that he wasn't I think People just thought he was a little bit eccentric. Um, but that was like we had no interest in getting rid of him because that was the perfect cover for for everything. It's I was never annoyed by it because it was just helping so much. It was really a blessing in disguise, I think. Yeah. And you said that people possibly didn't even think he was a traitor, but they wanted him gone for other reasons. Do you think that happens in the traitors that people sometimes aren't really voting for who they think is a traitor. They, they're voting sometimes for people that they just don't want to be there anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I think I said, I don't know, earlier in the season, I said in one of the banishments, you know, I was pretending that I wanted someone gone. And I think I said, I don't even think you're a traitor. I just think you're getting in the way of helping us find the traitors. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of people's attitude. Like people got really swayed by people they didn't like. And it, yeah, I think it people really big personalities clouded other people from their journey of finding the traitors. So, yeah, I think big personalities got themselves into trouble pretty quickly. Yeah, I get the impression that uh, Matt was maybe a victim of that, that people <laughs> just couldn't listen anymore, so just wanted him gone. Yeah, yeah, look, the Matt thing went on for so much longer than it was shown on TV. Like, it happened so much earlier and it was such an ongoing thing that I think people literally just lost their minds by the end. Like it was <laughs> when he eventually left, it was like, I don't think anyone thought he was a traitor. I think yeah. people were just over it. Now, did you want to be a traitor? And what, what was your initial reaction when Roger touches you on the shoulder, other than a spark of electricity because Roger's so <laughs> handsome? I know. <laughs> really. Um, yeah, yeah, I really wanted to be a trader. Um, I I didn't have any clue. I think some people thought that we found out in advance that we were going to be traders, but that's not the case. We found out in the room at the time, um, when, as it was shown, that's exactly how it happened. Um, 
Yeah, I, I really wanted to be. I think even just for the fact that I knew that I would sleep through the night if I was a trader, that in itself was such an advantage. Um, and I didn't realize quite how much I wanted it until Roger was going around and all I could think was, oh my God, just please, please pick me. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was very exciting. Yeah, and that makes sense what you said about that you didn't know beforehand because Dirk said the same thing. Dirk said that he thought that Roger touched him on the shoulder and like you had to go and talk to production secretly after to ask them like did, um, is it is it me and they they were like no 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 it's not you um the oh I have to ask you this and you're you're the perfect person to ask uh because you were a traitor the sort of VT cut scenes of like the traitors walking through the hotel at night with their cloaks and their masks on I I think you know the answer to this but is that actually you no, no, that is not me. Um, so those were our lovely story APs um, that were doing that. I think having um, having actual traders walking around, they tried to minimise our movements, basically. So they wanted as little time as possible of us actually moving around because if someone happened to come out of their room for whatever reason, that would have been disastrous. So no, yeah. no, not us. And I think you can tell by the eyes that it yeah, wasn't Yeah, I was looking at the eyes thinking, I don't think that's any of the traitors. But did they film that then when you were there or did they film that all in advance? Yeah, yeah, they filmed when we were there. So we could hear them at night after we wrapped from our rooms. I could hear them <laughs> pacing up and down the corridor. I didn't know what it was until until later. But I think by the time I left, I figured that they would have had to have done that because we did no footage in our in our robes, so I assumed it would have had to have been someone else. Yeah. Now, I've asked you about um, a big character, MK. I, I feel like I also have to ask you about Chloe. Um, how how was it to sort of deal with Chloe's assertions about messages from Spirit? Like, how, how seriously were the players taking her advice? I think the, the fatal mistake that Chloe made was making really, really big predictions all the way through the game. There was no, like, she was making claims that I think so many people took as outlandish that when she finally made that assertion, don't get me wrong, I was terrified when she said that. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know how people didn't know from looking at my face at that point that I was a traitor. But, yeah, I think she had made some pretty massive statements leading up to that to a point where people were sort of like, like I just don't I'm not buying it so yeah it was lucky we got lucky with that because it was it was intimidating yeah on the podcast I've been working through each episode one by one and there is a moment that I really wanted to ask you about well a couple of moments one is in episode three quite early on and you there's a scene where you're in the the car <laughs> with Justine Fee and Mark and you accidentally mention that there are four oh, traitors. And Justine turns to you and asks, how do you know there are four? <laughs> but the thing is, as viewers, we there's a sort of very quick edit away from that and we don't really see the fallout. So how yeah. what was your response? How did you talk your way out of that? So it's so funny that you say that. I was actually messaging Justine the other day and I sent her the gif of that moment and I was like, this still haunts my nightmares. Um, yeah, so the editing showed a longer pause than I think there probably was. Although I also felt like I took 20 years to respond because I just, <laughs> it was my first major slip up. I got really lucky 
um, Mark and Fee were in the front of the car and they I, they were talking, so I don't think they heard it. And Justine, and I can say this because Justine and I have stayed really close, but she's just, <laughs> just quite gullible. Um, I pretty much responded pretty quickly. I was like, oh, well, everyone's been saying there's four. So I've just got it in my head that there's four. And she was like, okay. Um, but a, bit of background, a bit of background to that was that on the first day that we got there, um, Mark, Justine, Ethan, and I made a little alliance. We called it the core four. The whole thing was that even if one of us became a trader, this is before we knew, even if one of us became a trader, we'd keep the others in for as long as we could. So when that happened, Justine said she thought there's no way Mario would kill off a member of the core four. So I think that <laughs> she clearly had a very high opinion of me because I was <laughs> obviously not above doing that, clearly. Um, but, yeah, I think she that kind of covered it a little bit because I I kind of ran with the, like, oh, well, I would never do that. You know, even if I was, you know, I wouldn't have done that. So, yeah. But I, I I got lucky. I think if Mark had heard it, I would have been gone. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I just got lucky. Yeah, Mark the traitor hunter. Um, Terrifying. <laughs> fairly soon after that then, um, Angus uh, was banished, uh, which you sort of had a hand in. And then you, you moved right on to Claire the following episodes. <laughs> so you seemed pretty confident about your gameplay and how you were going to work things. But how nervous were you how how worried were you that this could go completely wrong honestly at that point not that nervous i think i had after angus went because angus got banished and i had voted for him twice so i think people looked at that and i had people say to me you know i know now that you're not a trader because i don't think they were anyone would have expected traders to turn on each other so early yeah so angus was sort of nigel and i had discussed it just because we got a chance to talk when Claire wasn't there, it wasn't in an attempt to keep Claire out of it. It was because we just got a chance to chat. And we had said, you know, Angus is under the bus. Like we have to go with the crowd because it's going to be really obvious. So we kind of ran with that. And then after that, Nigel was like, hey, I think we should keep going and I think we should take out Claire. I think the strategy was just purely as soon as, a trader becomes a weak link, they have to be cut off. Yeah. Because it, it you know, it's a selfish game. I, I, yeah, I, but no, at that point, I was not worried about it at all. Yeah. It's, I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but me being very, very naive, I watched the UK traitors first. So I watched that before the Australian mm -hmm. one. And the first time, have you seen the UK traitors? I've seen bits of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, at the, the first time in that series where a traitor votes out another traitor, I was so shocked. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. But I, and I don't know why it hadn't occurred to me before that point that that was kind of inevitable. Like it, in retrospect, it seems really obvious to me. Like, oh yeah, of course you're, you're probably going to have to do that at some point. So was that obvious to you very early on that you would you were going to have to do that at some point? Look, I think in an ideal world, four traders could win. Like by the rules of the game, four traders could win. But I think I knew that there was no way. Like it, it almost has to be a part of your game plan that you turn on each other. And I think, yeah, I think it got to a point, and maybe it didn't make it clear watching it, but I think it got to a point where you're standing in a group and every single other person in that group is voting for a trader that you know is a trader. 
to turn around and then not vote for them is like it just we would have been gone instantly instantly because it was so early on that it kind of got out of control that i think people would have people would have looked at that and we would have just been eliminated all in a row because at that point everyone was going with the crowd there was no yeah but yeah to for it to happen so early on wasn't the plan obviously would have been great to keep everyone in for longer Mm. but so unpredictable just so unpredictable there is another quite specific moment I wanted to ask about, and it was in episode six, and it was this, the gamble, as it was called, where you had to choose three people to play this roulette game. And there's another kind of strange editing choice where, unless it's just the way I'm watching it, uh, episode six, well, episode five ends with you being given this 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 decision to make, that you've got to choose three people. And then episode six, begins quite abruptly with you having chosen Nigel Lewis and Mark, and we sort of don't see that decision-making process. Um, do you know, what, like, why why do we not get to see that? Or did it just take a really long time or something? I think, um, I don't think people realise we were in Traders Tower each time we went there for about two hours. So the editing, the, you know, two or three minutes that they gave it was really brief. <laughs> every time we had to pick people, we would go through every single person. Um, but yeah, so it was, we got basically no information about what that gamble was. So we got, like you saw, we got the, you know, pick three players to play the ultimate gamble. And our decision-making process was essentially Nigel, because we wanted a trader in the room because we needed someone everywhere at all times. Uh, Mark, because he was a strong player. He just, we figured that if it was, something to win money, Mark would be a good person to have. And then Lewis, because Lewis loves the pokies and talked about that the entire time. So as soon as it was a gamble, Lewis was the was the obvious choice. Okay. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, I have a few questions from um, podcast listeners. The first question is from Joe. Um, Joe asks... Uh, did you and Nigel have any idea how cutthroat Alex was going to be? Um, and then he kind of he kind of asks the second question, and he, he asks if it hadn't been Alex, who would your second choice have been? Yeah. Um, look, Nigel and I did not want to recruit anyone. We were violently angry that we had to. Um, I think we both felt that we had gotten this far. We were holding on really well. We were very disgruntled about having to pick someone. Um, Definitely had no idea how cutthroat Alex was going to be. She played a very quiet game until that point. So I think we were very much under the impression that, I don't know, I wouldn't say that we picked her to eliminate her. Like we would have taken her, we both would have taken her to the end with us at that point. Um, 
but it kind of felt there just was there was so little people to choose from at that point that it was really just a matter of who's not going to do too much who's kind of going to let us control the game the way we have been um if it wasn't Alex it would have been Kate uh, yes um Robbie from Instagram has a couple of questions. Robbie asks, um, yours was the only season, I think he means from the English speaking yeah. seasons, yours was the only season to have four traitors. The UK and the US ones had three. Do you okay. think this had any impact on things for you, positive or negative? Uh, look, I think positive, if anything. Um, you start a game with better odds, with more people in your corner that aren't going to banish you. Um, beyond that, I don't know that it would have made a huge difference other than safety in numbers. You know, there's also not safety in numbers. It gives more room for a trader to do what Nigel and I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't, I don't think a huge difference, to be honest. And Robbie also asks, uh, he says, you were on various people's traitors lists at different times. Although when I spoke to Dirk yesterday, he said he never suspected you. <laughs> um, so Robbie says, um, you, you survived so long what do you believe was the biggest part of your success in fooling people or changing people's minds about you? How did you basically how did you last so long without without being banished? Look, oh, that's a hard question. It's a hard and a good question. Um, I think I I was so careful to. I calculated everything I said before I said it, but I was so careful to never be the source of a rumor. That was probably the number one thing. So if, and it actually, and I'm happy to speak to that bit, but what, what was my downfall in the end actually didn't play out the way it came out on screen. It was, it was different, but yeah, I was always, I never started a rumor. If I ever said anything, it would be like, Oh, I heard this person say it because there was always someone to go back to and fact check. And if they turned out to be wrong, then I had just heard it along the way. So I think a lot of it was speaking less. The more you talk, the more chance there is that you lie and make yeah. a mistake. So honestly, being as quiet as I could be, um, I wouldn't say that I've won people over. I really don't think that was the case. <laughs> don't think I was particularly liked. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly just think I didn't give people a reason. And Kate ended up saying that to me later on she was like you know you were on my radar but I didn't have anything I just had no evidence so yeah just being very cautious yeah I, I feel like Nigel did a similar thing I think he tried mm -hmm. to only speak about things that other people had yeah um, Nigel and I just just went with the crowd there yeah. was never like we never when you watch back we never start talking about anyone we never start and we never push people in a direction you know, you'll see us a lot, both of us do the, you know, the sort of, oh, uh, yeah, actually, I don't know. Oh, you think Lewis is acting weird? Yeah, that's true. Actually, he does seem a bit off. Like it was just that running with whatever anyone gave us. Yeah. And um, Now, you mentioned uh, your downfall. So I, ha I have to ask a few questions now about <laughs> how, how it all came to an end. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you regret your story about Fee Naming Teresa as a traitor. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, this is this is what I mean. So the night that that all happened, Fee and I sat down and they got it on camera and they got Fee telling me, and she was so upset because her and Teresa were close. 
she was like, I think Teresa's a traitor. I think she, I, I think she's a traitor and I don't know what to do about it. So and she did like, say oh. that. So she did say it. She absolutely said it. We had a whole conversation about it. And I then went to Kate and that group and I said, hey, Fee's just told me that she thinks Teresa's a traitor. What does everyone think? Then that night when we went up to Traitor's Tower and we were tossing around names, I was like, we can't banish Fee because I've just started a story. And then they ended up deciding on it. And it, that was, and I knew as soon as Fee left, I knew that morning that I was gone because it was, she wasn't there to back up my story. Yeah. That's the one thing that I was the most disappointed about with the show because I get messages a lot being like, oh, it's so good until that last slip up. And I'm like, oh, it wasn't a slip up. It just didn't, yeah. And fair play to them for taking me down. It was a total blindside. They got me good. But yeah, that conversation did happen. And I, yeah, I wish it had played out differently. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and well, that that leads on to the next question, which is probably, probably has a very obvious answer. Because I was going to ask <laughs> how how blindsided were you <laughs> at that banishment table and uh, Alex I'm guessing must have been a particular shock because you know you just recruited her can you just talk us through that experience of those those votes coming in with your names yeah like completely blindsided I had no idea and then it was funny because when the first person I think it was it wasn't Lewis it was whoever was next to us, I can't remember. They turned their thing and I saw my name and I was like, oh, I was like, they're going to vote me off. I knew as soon as I saw the first one that a blindside was coming. Um, I think it was Craig was the first person Alex, to yeah, write your name to. Yeah. Alex was a blow, a real blow. Um, I didn't, I think, and again, Alex and I still are in contact. We catch up a lot. Um, I think she was genuinely upset about having to vote me off I think her she's an incredible actor but I think her her face I read it as how upset she was and she she told me after it was exactly what I had done with Angus and Claire it like you you do what you got to do to survive and she made absolutely the right call but I think when I looked at her that was the most brutal like you bitch like (laughs) I've just brought you into this position and you were taking me down um but yeah I think It was almost, as the votes went around the table, it was almost the point of relief that I wouldn't have to try and fight another day. I think if, you know, if we'd gone through it and I'd only just survived, to know that I had to try and convince people of a near impossible thing would have just beat me down. So when it got to the point, I was like, okay, thank God I'm just going in one. Just one big blindside. And the producer said to me after this, it's the best way to go. It shows that they couldn't take you down if you knew. So That's true. Um, something that I noticed when I'm watching the banishment room, and particularly in in this episode with you, are you are you allowed to speak after the votes start coming in? Because watching it, I, I feel like as a viewer, I, I would like want to keep defending myself when people turn your name over and be like, <laughs> "What? No! Like, what? Are you kidding? Why you? Why have you put my name?" But like, we get the impression as viewers that it's very quiet. And you just yeah. accept what's happening. I mean, is there a rule about that, or is that just because yeah, you feel like it's pointless? So, yeah, no. So once once the votes are read, that's it. So the person voting can say, you know, one or two things about why they voted for that person. But no, no, that's your time to defend yourself is over. And Roger says, you know, that's enough. That's, yeah, that's all. I mean, I guess that would ruin the flow of 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 events yeah, it, if people start. It, yeah, <laughs> it gets so heated in there. 
that they'd never be able to rein it in. It would yeah. just go yeah. forever. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, no, we were almost at the end. Um, we've we've been playing a game. We're still playing a game. We haven't finished yet. Um, before we conclude our game of betrayal, Marielle, maybe you could tell us a bit about where we can find you online or if there's anything that we should check out. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm most active on Instagram, which is um, just my name. So Marielle Interfeld. Um, I, if the spelling is hard, I'm sure it'll be in the comments on this, yes. but it's, yeah, yes. it's just my full name. Um, that's where you can find everything that's upcoming. Um, there's talks about a few little reality TV bits and pieces coming up, which are exciting. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the best place to find me. Yeah, great. And you actually, you've just reminded me of something else I need to ask. What are your thoughts on the next series of The Traitors Australia having sort of like some sort of celebrity contestants, like reality TV veterans and things? How do you think that's going to play out? Yeah. Um, so I, it's, it's funny. I actually, <laughs> I met my partner on this season of The Traders. He was supposed to be a contestant and ended up oh. working in production instead. Um, okay. And we, we didn't start talking until six or seven months after the show finished. There was no, nothing like that. But he and I were talking about it the other day and about the celebrity aspect of it. And I think the general feeling across the board is it's a little bit disappointing, I think. Um, I think the beauty of the show is getting everyday people who are, you know, not famous and who are just just there to um to give the show a good crack i think i hope that there's been no i don't know sometimes with celebrities they have this um you know they'll have like a i have to appear for a certain number of episodes clause to go on the show i hope none of that has happened um i just hope it doesn't compromise the integrity of the show and i think i think they're at a disadvantage I think contestants will want them gone sooner, personally. Yeah. I'm interested to see how it plays out. I wish they'd kept just everyday Australians for a bit longer. Yeah, yeah I feel the same. And um, now we have been playing the Trader Traitor. Ah. We've been trying to lie to one another. Uh, I told you a lie at some point. Um, did you tell me a lie? I did tell you a lie. Okay. Um, I I have a few, I wrote down a few little notes as you were speaking. <laughs> so I have some options. I, I'm going to guess yours first. Um, I've got, was it, I'm going to, right, I'm going to go for it. I think maybe it was something you just said in the past couple of minutes. Did you make up <laughs> that you met your partner as part of the traitors and the, the, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. That is true. Oh man. Okay. In that case, <laughs> um, I've I've failed. I have failed in my mission. <laughs> um, Marielle, what did you lie about? I you nearly got me. You were close. And again, this was my trader strategy. Just always be a little off the truth. I did meet my partner on the show, but he was never meant to be a contestant. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I was yeah, I was. I was on, you were close. I, was I panicked to get it in at the last minute because it like this chat went really quick, and I was like, "Oh God, I haven't lied." That was my theory. I wondered maybe maybe <laughs> like, Mario hadn't told anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Do you have any idea what I lied to you about? I have no idea. I feel like your <laughs> questions have all been so straightforward. I'm going to go with like, I'm just going to assume it's a small lie. Did you lie about the name of one of the people that asked a question? Uh, no, actually, I was very honest about that. Um, so okay. they, are, they are real people who asked questions. My lie was, um, I really did think I was going to get away with this, actually. Uh, I made up a story about Dirk. I said that Dirk thought he'd been chosen as a traitor oh, and then asked production yeah. about it and they had to assure him that he wasn't a traitor. Honestly, you leaned into Dirk being just <laughs> having big main character energy. So I would have just believed <laughs> that. Yeah, that was my tactic. I'd mentioned him a couple yeah. of times and I thought, if I keep talking about Dirk, it'll blend in quite well. Yeah. No, perfect. <laughs> Uh, Marielle, thank you so much uh, for talking to me today. It's been such a treat to talk to an actual traitor. You're only the second <laughs> traitor I've spoken to after Christian from the US series. Yeah. It's generally been Faithfuls that I've spoken to, so this has been really, really cool. Um, so it's I know the listeners want to hear the perspective of a traitor themselves. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, I will talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for having me. So good to speak. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, Trader listeners. How fantastic was that? The first actual Trader interview of the podcast season, but not the last. Again, after episodes 10, 11 and 12, you'll be able to hear interviews with all of the remaining contestants from here on in. What a scoop for the podcast. I've already conducted some of these interviews, but not all. So if you're desperate to ask any questions for the remaining contestants, send me a message as soon as you can. You can get in touch with me on Instagram at the Tradar Podcast, Twitter at the Tradar Pod, or via email at the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. I'll be back with another returning co-host for episode 10 and by the way I think I said that at the end of episode 8 by accident instead of saying episode 9 look I'm recording and interviewing and editing completely out of chronological order so I'm just doing my best until next time whatever episode that is stay faithful stay faithful